0: Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au
1: Welcome <coughs> to my wonder world. Remember that? Remember I used to say that at the start of every episode? Uh, my name's Kevin Hillier. This is Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and this... Is Sarah Patterson? Come on, the grasshoppers! Come on, the grasshoppers!
2: <laughs> How are now, you, Kevin?
1: Before I'm um, well, thank you. Now, before anyone thinks <laughs> that Sarah's been drinking the grasshoppers, um, which she probably has, mm-hmm. uh, no, that in fact is a netball reference. Well, that was and the netball team
2: why, of my childhood. <laughs> sorry, what were they called? <laughs> the Currumburra Grasshoppers. And what was the
1: uh, was? Did you have a team song?
2: No, I don't believe
1: we were that he important. Didn't have a song. But my
2: dad used to sit on the sidelines and cup his hands over his mouth and yell out, "Come on, the grasshoppers!" He and did was, not. Uh, he did. Your
1: your dad was an intelligent man. He surely did not do that.
2: Apparently, he did. Oh, but dear, less about me did. and more about our. So guest. why were
1: you called the grasshoppers? <laughs> well, we
2: were green. We wore green tunics.
1: Is that because when your legs rubbed together? No, <laughs> we weren't.
2: Anyway. Oh, Kevin.
1: Well, the the reason we have a netball reference uh, from the WD <laughs> over here.
2: Oh, I was a goal no. defence. Thanks very much. Get it right. Also,
1: too, is our guest. Yes, our guest Joe Weston is a GD uh, for the Melbourne Vixens and for the Australian Diamonds, mm. and is a gun. And uh, we'll have a chat to Joe shortly. The uh, uh, season gets underway for the SunCorp Super Netball. Which I do have an interest in because I have a, a weekly segment on my radio you do. show, and
2: they've had a lot of uh, disruptions to contend oh. with um, lately. So she's I, absolutely pumped, like everybody else. They just, were the
1: Leyland brothers last yes. year. They were hopping between states, <laughs> between bubbles, between Perth, flying in, and then they had ga- oh, even was, just
2: the thought of it's exhausting, isn't yeah, it? it yeah,
1: a, a nightmare. Many of them are away from their home for you know four, months at a time. So
2: yeah. uh, Joe's a great uh, pick for a guest on this program because she's uh, right into uh, a few different. Facets of cooking, which will be interesting to uh, find out about,
1: and you'll be surprised what she's frightened of, and it's not me.
2: Which is <laughs> well, not frightened; she just has a an aversion. An aversion, yes.
1: Uh, now, cheese links. Oh, no aversion to oh. cheese here. Oh, uh, all you have to do is jump on the website cheeselinks.com.au. dot au. Mm-hmm. It's that
2: simple. check out all the equipment you need to start your cheese making journey in your own kitchen, Kevin.
1: You need a spirit of adventure to start and then off you go. You can
2: start basic and you can work your way up to more advanced. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, Or give Janet a call on 52821984. That is the number. Uh Cheeselinks.com.au. And our food poll this week is a beauty too.
2: Oh, it's very hard, isn't it? It Well, it's not for you, but uh, for for many it is. No,
1: for me it was easy, uh, but uh, (laughs) we'll find out how it all played out with everyone uh, shortly. But let's get to Joe Weston from the Melbourne Vixens and have a chat about netball and about being in the kitchen.
0: You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au.
1: Thanks for joining us and obviously there is a uh, enormous excitement about the start of the Suncorp Super Netball season.
3: Yes, um, round 1 starts this weekend, which is super exciting. Uh unfortunately we're on the road for the first two rounds so it feels a little bit different than starting the season at home, but we're all very excited for it to get underway.
2: Yeah, it's been a heck of a last uh, two years, hasn't it, Jo? Yeah,
3: it's been a bit of a wild ride. I think in 2020, moving up to Queensland and then winning the premiership was probably one of the highlights of mine and my teammates' careers. You know, it was pretty tough for those Victorian that were were stuck um, in lockdown. So for us being able to have a bit more freedom and also deliver an amazing result. Um, for the city we all love was great. And then last year, uh, was less than ideal for us going from the top, uh, to the bottom of the ladder and also just being very really unsettled throughout the year rather than being, you know, settled in one spot. We were here, there and everywhere and normally moving, um, at a couple of hours notice. So, um, all that's behind us now. So we're looking forward to the season starting. And you
2: feel like you're in match fit condition.
3: Yeah, I think we're all feeling um, pretty fighting fit. You know, we've had some good results during our uh, pre-season competition and we've got an amazing support staff group that have really been giving us an elite program um, for our team and squad before. So I think everyone's feeling um, really strong and fit heading into the season.
2: Hey, Joe, you uh, moved to Melbourne uh, from Victoria's beautiful Alpine region. How have you adjusted to life uh, in the city and do you enjoy it here?
3: Yeah, well, um, I grew up um, when I was quite young in Country Vic, but I have lived in Melbourne for quite a few years now and I do love it. I probably have the best of both worlds with my family still having our property just outside um, of Bites. I do uh, try and head up there when I can because I just love it up there. It's beautiful and there's always so much to do. but Um, I also love my time my when I've got some amazing friends and it's just such a vibrant city and I'm probably one of its biggest fans. I tell everyone about it.
1: Well, let's get in the kitchen. Come on, Joe. let's get you in the kitchen. Are you good in the (laughs) kitchen? Are you a a dab hand in there as well as you are? I'm wondering if the GD gets turned around when you go into the kitchen and becomes DG for Domestic Goddess. (laughs) Oh,
3: nice. Um, Look, cooking probably isn't so much of my strong suit. Um, but I do like baking. I'm probably still learning to cook. I feel like because I've always followed, um, a lot of routine in my life being as an, a- an athlete. I do like to follow recipes. And for me, I find like baking's a bit more of like kind of getting a chemical equation, right? I mm-hmm. haven't quite got the feel or the, um, I'm not one of those people that sort of can chuck anything in a pan and, make it taste delicious just yet but it's a skill I'm working on so I think I need to put a few more hours into my craft perhaps.
2: <laughs> yeah, baking is really a uh, an exact uh, science isn't it because if you don't have all those measurements exactly sometimes things come out flat but what kind of things do you like to bake?
3: Uh, well I have a aid, which is one of my um, prized possessions so I do like to make cakes and cookies mm-hmm. and then during the quarantine time period I really Um, got friendly with some yeast and I've mastered um, cinnamon squirrels now, which are quite a big favourite in my household. Oh, I
2: love it, Jo. And because you expend so much energy, can you uh, eat all the treats (laughs) that you make?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I do tend to eat quite a few of them. I have a bit of a sweet tooth, but I feel like one of the best things about baking or cooking is being able um, to share the love and spread it around. So you know, it doesn't always align probably with the best athletic mm-hmm. diet, but I'm always an advocate for everything in moderation.
1: So the dietitian's fine with it?
3: <laughs> well, what they don't know won't hurt Ah, uh,
1: very good. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Now, I, I want to ask you about one thing that I saw in a profile that uh, was printed. You're scared of mushrooms. Now, there's <laughs> got to be some scared of snakes and mushrooms, the snakes I get. So you've got to tell us the story why you're scared of mushrooms.
3: Oh, look, I'm not scared of them. I just have a real passionate passionate hatred for them. Oh, <laughs> I right. Often, yeah, like I just don't – I don't know what it has been. There's been lots of things. My mum would always say I'm a very um, fussy eater. Um, but there's many things I've come around to, but mushrooms just – isn't one of them and they're in everything which is, makes it even more annoying
2: did you have a particular sort of bad experience with a mushroom
3: no i wish there was something i could uh correlate this to but <laughs> no i just don't like the taste and i think the fact that they're omnipresent kind of drives it home even more
2: yeah i get that too because if you don't treat them with respect in the cooking process they can end up being a bit slimy and uh yeah not very palatable
3: <laughs> no. Maybe one day I'll come round, but not quite yet.
1: On behalf of the mushrooms of the world, I'd like to say no. <laughs> well, that's that's interesting. And the other thing is your favourite food is sushi, which means that you don't have to worry about cooking anything.
3: <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big advocate for raw fish, which probably doesn't um, bode too well for the athletic diet as long as it's uh, properly handled. But, yeah, I love sushi. Um, it would be my last meal, probably, if I if I could have it.
1: Joe, you mentioned your your mum said you're a fussy eater as a kid. Well, I mean, uh, the athletic thing sort of took over at a pretty young age. You've been playing netball since you were sort of you know, knee height of, or ten year old or something. So, uh, has eating the right foods and being fussy about your foods always been something that's been part of what you do?
3: Um, yeah, you know, I try and eat as healthily as possible. I think all of us um, who try and pursue sport as a career but yeah, I think as I was a kid, I don't know. It's always been more of a texture thing. Like there's a few other things I don't like, but I'm trying to move past it as an adult and become more mature. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so, so Joe, uh, being in uh, Melbourne, you are in what is regarded as the coffee capital of Australia. And uh, do you like a coffee yourself?
3: I do. I do. I am a bit of a coffee fiend. <laughs> well, uh, what do I normally drink? I'm normally Dairy um, isn't something I have too much of. So normally I like an almond milk cappuccino because I like the chocolate on the top because of that uh, sweetness I mentioned earlier.
2: <laughs> That's interesting. We've um, we've spoken to, to footballers and other netballers, and they say um, that, you know groups of players, uh, both in netball and football and other sports, they sort of sit around and uh, and have uh, they just like to sit around and drink coffee on the side.
3: <laughs> yeah, I would if I was to think about my hobbies, that probably would be on the list. <laughs> um, but, you know, we normally have a bit of time around training and a few of us use it, you know, um, for performance if we're, you know, hitting the gym or about to play a match. So, And it's just an enjoyable sort of team bonding thing. It definitely is a part, I think, of the Melbourne cafe culture life as well.
1: It's sort of part of your ritual uh, pre-game, isn't it, to have a coffee and take the dog for a walk?
3: Definitely. My dog, Billy, she always loves um, if I get a takeaway, licking the chocolate off the top of the lid, not the top of the coffee.
2: <laughs> have you noticed um, that Kevin's done his homework? <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, so that's always something I like to do just if we're playing at home anyway, you know, just to relax and get my body moving before a game And You know, I feel like sometimes you just got to have a hot or cold beverage in hand to fully commit uh, to the morning walk.
1: And and tell us about the pasta you have the night before. That's still part of your ritual?
3: Yes, it is, um, depending on whether we're home or away. But, yeah, I do like to have quite a few carbohydrates before um, we play a match. My teammates and I are also big fans of garlic bread. Uh, we've sort of gone through all of the supermarket options available, and we think we've landed on which one we think is the best. But, yeah, that's why I normally have a night before a game, just because um, the position I play out I'm called Gold Offense. Um, requires a lot of running so I like to make sure I'm adequately fueled um, mm. the night before so I don't have to eat as much um, on the day during the game. Is that pretty much uh, the way Joe?
2: It's, it's a good uh, spot of carb loading before, before a game?
3: Yeah I think I try and put it in um, the day before just so it helps me be able to digest it I think and get the energy and fuel that I need to perform and then I'll have different um probably a more varied the day of the game and it also depends what time we play you know we've got a lot of evening games this year so that'll probably change um that around slightly but yeah it's always just kind of making sure you've got the plan right Joe
1: the 2022 netball season is going to be very different it's a bit compacted because of the Commonwealth games in the middle of the year and the season will be done and dusted by then so you're going to be playing a couple of games a week at some stages and that will that will that change uh, how you eat and how you kind of pace yourself in in that way I
3: think so, it probably will mean that, um, recovery is even more important. Yeah. So, you know, when we're playing in a normal season, we play once a week. So, there's a bit of time to probably uh, refuel and then sort of re energize. We normally have a few more days off during the week, but, you know, if we're playing, um, it'll end up being nearly three times a week with those condensed seasons. It means that, you know, we're all going to have to, having to be eating more and, you know, making sure that recovery and then refueling are real priorities as well as rehydrating, which is a really big thing yeah. for us when we're travelling as well. Yeah.
2: Joe, we like to ask our guests on Food Bites if they were having a dinner party, well, if you were having a dinner party and you could invite <laughs> anybody you liked, dead or alive, as many or as little as you liked, um, who would be on your guest list?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, Look, I think, um, I'd like to have Queen Lizzie there, number one. Um, uh, maybe number two would be Billie Jean King, the American tennis player. I actually named my dog Billy after her, and I've always been a big fan of what she did, um, for the WTA and women's tennis, professionalizing yeah. it. So I think that would be very cool. Um, oh, such a hard question. And yeah. maybe I'd probably want to have, um, some of my grandparents who have passed away, I think. Um, i would love to have them back uh, for one more dinner party yeah. and that's probably it i mean i feel like you could go on and on but i'd like to keep it intimate
2: <laughs> yeah and yeah. i think it's nice also to include people who are who are especially close to you too i mean it's nice to think about different celebrities or high profile people we could have at the table but you really you know like connecting with the, with the, the people you're closest to
1: mm, yeah chain and Lee Sales didn't get a Guernsey. She's on your list yeah. of people that inspire you, which oh, I found yeah. interesting.
3: Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I've missed her out. Maybe I was thinking too broad. Maybe one day we'll get to have dinner with her. Maybe that seems like an, an achievable feat in my mind, so I don't have to think about it in the, the hypothetical. But, no, she definitely would. I'm a big fan of the podcast that her – and Annabelle Crabb do oh, yeah. together yeah. where they're always talking about books and they talk a lot about baking and they recipes do. and that as well. So it kind of is um, a lot of things that I'm really interested in as well. I'm probably like mid-20s going on, <laughs> mid-40s or 50s. But, um, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe one day I'll get to meet her.
1: Post-Netball, uh, Joe, what do you want to do?
3: Um, look, I haven't really thought that far. I probably <laughs> – Uh, not become a professional chef at this rate (laughs) Um, um, yeah I'm probably I'm not sure quite yet you know I used to work at Deloitte um, one of their consulting arms so maybe I'll go back and work in the corporate world or something to do with sports or perhaps I'll try and um, pursue something more in the corporate communications or media landscape it's kind of hard I think sometimes to see what opportunities may arise until you've stopped playing, but for the moment, I'm just enjoying, um, you know, the amazing job that I have, which is being a full-time athlete, which is something that very few people get to do, um, and it's a big
1: honour. Big season on the way for the Melbourne Vixens, as you mentioned, you, you kick it off this weekend uh, up in Brisbane against the Queensland Firebirds, and then the first home game is at John Kane Arena on Saturday, the 9th of April, uh, and a big year with the Commonwealth Games, uh, hopes for the Diamonds and heading to Birmingham for yourself?
3: Um, Yes, I think um, the team is yet to be selected, but all of us are just hoping to put our best foot forward for selection and whichever um, athletes end up going, we're really hoping we can bring back um, the gold medal this time after what was a slightly disappointing silver at the Gold Coast Com Games in 2018. So it is a big year and then there's lots of diamond matches um, to come potentially. So we'll wait and see what the rest of the year looks like.
1: Good on you, Joe. Thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Good luck for the, uh, for the season ahead and, uh, and for the future. Thanks for Thanks, being on Food jo. Bites.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. CheeseLinks.com.au.
1: All
2: right. Uh- oh, I love that aversion to mushrooms. <laughs> she was very definite.
1: She um, makes it sound like they permeate every, every kind of dish that you think. They're not in everything. They're not that kind of mm, omnipresent. They're, yeah. they're around.
2: She was a lot of fun. Yeah, she's good.
1: She was terrific. Good luck to the Vixens for the season. Starts on the weekend against uh, Brisbane, the Queensland Firebirds, up in Brisbane, and then, of course, the first home game at the John Kane Arena in a couple of weeks' time. Mm.
2: All right. Okay. Friday food poll. Friday food poll. We put the T-Bones steak... Beautiful picture, might I say, on Facebook with those uh, yeah, little was. discs of butter on the T-bone steak. Oh, well, Whoa.
1: hang on. No, no that, not oh. everyone agreed with you on that.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it. we put T-bone steak up against my favourite, which is the crispy skin salmon.
1: Oh, yum. Now, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You mm. just you just said in the food file, because you put the yeah. food bowl up, you just said uh, T-bone or crispy skin <laughs> salmon. Did. I'm thinking, hang on, where's the descriptive words for the T-bone, <laughs> you know? You well, know, it's a steak, Kevin. Medium to well or, you know, mm. a succulent T-bone.
2: Still, speaking of the salmon, uh, you don't want to overcook it and you can overcook both. You can overcook the yeah. steak and the salmon. Yep. And the salmon needs to have that lovely opaque type of uh, – Appearance about okay.
1: it, and I've I've stopped um, cremating my my steaks, and I'm cooking them more in line with the way Adrian Richardson told uh, me to.
2: Eventually, to. you'll be eating yeah. them when they're
1: still mooing. And I'll just say this: that uh, since we got the new griller, uh, because the other one blew up, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> literally, <laughs> it, it was making noises that you only hear in Alfred Hitchcock films.
2: Um, it was it, like a giant electrical storm, it was.
1: <laughs> and making noises. <laughs> despetra- despetra- despetro- despetra- despet <laughs> uh, the new griller. Uh, Much better. I had a steak the other day and it was actually cooked perfectly. 100%. It's
2: very exciting, isn't it?
1: Let's go to the poll.
2: Sue Landry first off the blocks or out Mm -hmm. of the blocks even. If I have to cook, I would pick the T-bone. If I was at a restaurant, I would go the salmon.
1: Karen Young says T-bone every day Eh. of the Week. Good
2: country girl. (laughs) Rachel says, steak every time.
1: Jeremy says, I'm going to have to go with the salmon on health grounds.
2: Mm, It is very healthy. Good Mm. oils. Sue Hosking says, steak. Even my cats won't eat fish. Uh, Terry
1: Daniels says, now, the choices are getting harder. Definitely love both of these. I do a great dish with both of them on the barbie. Mm. But the most recent one was the salmon in marinade. Oh. Yummo. So today, Terry's vote goes for the salmon.
2: Oh, salmon on the barbie sounds a great mm. idea. Yeah. Lena Massetti, T-bone all the way.
1: Andy Blake says, salmon, and I want that in my belly <laughs> now. Me too,
2: Andy. Silvana, T-bone steak for me.
1: Julie says, a crispy skin salmon on a hot night with a beautiful salad. Hard to get a great t-bone. They are a bit hit and miss. She's missed. right, and she's right.
2: Depends where you get yeah. them. Uh, Mari says uh, steak, please. Glenn, medium Rodder rare.
1: Says, feed the man. Meat is what I say, Paddon. <laughs> so t-bone, eggs, and chips. Oh, that
2: sounds oh, all right. right. <laughs> Have that for breakfast. Cherie Dodson, both thanks. Beef and reef. <laughs>
1: anne Lee says, I love salmon.
2: Patricia, salmon anytime.
1: Joe says, T-bone for me, please. Lydia,
2: decisions. Decisions, I'll have both thanks.
1: Carolyn Rigby says, no, thank you. Neither.
2: Artie Stephen says, and this is the very position where my wife and my paths diverge. She loves fish. I generally can't bear it. I love steak. But she thinks it's a bit tough for her. So speaking for myself, the T-bone, whilst not the best cut, is still a wonderful feed, particularly done New York style with sour cream, crisp vegetables, as well as perfectly cooked of potatoes, Kevin.
1: Joe Rankin just says T-bone steak.
2: Helly says, T-bone steak, although I have never tried crispy skin salmon, I only like fish that doesn't taste fishy, so I've never been confident to order it. Isn't that funny how people say that? I like fish and I want it to taste like fish. I always find that (laughs) amusing.
1: Yeah, I only like steak that doesn't taste like steak.
2: Uh, Jane Barnes says,
1: T-bone steak, please.
2: Murph Hughes, T-bone every time except on Good Friday. You're a good boy, Murph. Good boy, Murphin.
1: Carol King. Goodness gracious. We normally have Tony Bennett and Carol King. Neil Sadak will be next. <laughs> Carol King says neither. Stephen
2: Quatermain He's just got a little picture of a steak.
1: It's a big picture of a steak. It? it just it just shrunk. <laughs> it cut and paste smaller. When you cook it, it goes
2: <laughs> It shrinks. Yes, it does. Oh,
1: yeah. God. Got a problem with your it's shrinkage like there, Cortis. Po- like that
2: pot roaster put in the slow cooker the Yeah, other that
1: night. did shrink. <laughs>
2: yes.
0: All right.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> old croaky.
1: Yeah, I oh, will I'll do old croaky. Yeah. Uh, even before tasting. The T-Bone wins on aroma whilst
2: cooking. Oh, I have to say he's right there. Mm. And Anne Peacock, oh, definitely T-Bone, uh, but lose that, t- <laughs> there you go. lose that disgusting garlic butter and please give me a gallon of tomato sauce. I love your work, Anne. There you go. Yeah.
1: And finally, Wayne writes, with all the turmoil and trauma the world has experienced over the last few years, I thought we had plumbed the depths of society then good old Food Bites has a hold my beer and watch this moment. I tried to make a choice here, but all I managed was to break out in a cold sweat and develop a nervous twitch, which will probably plague me for the rest of my life. This is a fight for the ages. We have the bovine superstar of the culinary world versus the chicken of the sea. If pushed and under great duress, I will choose the T-Bone. Having a steak went out is a treat. I find any steak not cooked by me to be a rare joy as I seem to have lived my life with people who cook a steak like they work at Tobin Brothers. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I've redeemed myself. <laughs> Plus, cows give us the joyous miracle of cheese, mm. which puts them a nose in front. Wow. I can't remember having a nice salmon bear to uh, end a delightful meal. Good yep. point. Yeah. And cows featured heavy. And cows feature heavily in The Far Side, which is quite simply the greatest cartoon ever created. It is, Wayne. Yeah. The Far Side is my favourite. Uh, So uh, Wayne finishes by saying this, yep,
2: hooray (laughs) for the (laughs) T-Bone. Oh, but gee, he really had to uh, think about that, didn't he?
1: Whereas I don't like the texture of salmon or the taste and feel of salmon in my mouth, so I don't eat salmon at all. So for me, it was very easy. Tebow, do
2: you know what? I love it so much that when I put it under the griller, Kevin. Yeah, I know what you
1: do. Don't tell people what you do; they will go off you. (laughs) If they haven't already, I'm only marginally this side of going off you, so don't tell them what you you do. No, don't. I I know what you're going to talk about. Don't do it. Uh, but one point that was made in there, you have to get a good T-bone. And some butchers cut them too big, too thick. They need to be not quite as mm, big and thick. Kevin, Our yep. butcher, Troy, is uh, is absolutely sensational. You're and very I had particular. had one of his T-bones the other day and it was beautiful.
2: Mm. beautiful. Suffice to say my comment was about the salmon oil.
1: <laughs> we knew that. <laughs> Valvoline, no, it's not very Valvoline. good for you.
2: Lots of omega three. Yeah, but
1: you're not supposed to drink it off the uh, off the thing that you, you said we weren't going to mention that. Well, you you brought it in, you brought it into the conversation.
2: Right, well, it's out it there, there now.
1: It is. That is another edition of Food Bites You could market
2: that, couldn't with you, Sarah Patterson? A drinkable salmon oil. Excellent. We we'll get John Lawrence. health to benefits.
1: Do, John Laws to do the voiceover. Salmon <laughs> oil.
2: Know what I mean? <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? <laughs> with that funny thing with him and Ricky, him trying to teach Ricky Ponding how to do it? Oh, yes, that, that, was, that was a good ad. Yep. Uh, cheeselinks.com.au, that's the website you should go and visit right now. Or give Janet a call on 52821984 unless you're listening to this at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Cheeselinks.com.au, That is the website. That's it for this week. Craig Willis will join us next week. Yes. Uh, good uh, good uh, friend of the program and good friend of ours. So yes, I'm looking he is. forward to having a chat with him. Our thanks to Joe Weston. Good luck to the Melbourne Vixens. And happy eating till we Til see till you next again. Till next week, meet. Thanks for listening to Food
0: Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by cheese Links, Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All
1: you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.